You're listening to the Talking Rheumatology Research Podcast, brought to you by the British Society for Rheumatology. Uh, hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Pankti Mehta. I'm a member of the Digital and Social Media Committee at Rheumatology, and otherwise I work as an assistant professor in the Department of Rheumatology at King George's Medical University, Lucknow, India. We have with us today Dr. Sarah Kidir and Dr. Elise von Willeking from the Leiden University Medical Center, Netherlands, to discuss their latest and exciting findings about the relationship between education and progression from arthralgia to inflammatory arthritis, published recently in our journal. Thank you so much for being with us today. But before we delve into the nitty-gritties of the paper, Sarah and Elise, could you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Definitely. Thank you. Uh, I am Sarah Kidir. I'm a medical doctor and currently I'm a PhD student at the Leiden University Medical Center in the Netherlands. Thank you for inviting us to discuss our paper. My pleasure. And uh, Elise? Thank you. Uh, my name is Elise van Mulligen and I'm currently working at the Leiden University Medical Center and also at the Erasmus Medical Center in Rotterdam, both in the Netherlands. And I work as a postdoc researcher. And together with uh, Sara and the other co-authors, we work together on this uh, project about clinically suspected arthralgia patients. That's wonderful. And uh, okay, then without further ado, let's move right into the discussion at hand. So Sara, uh, many outcomes in rheumatoid arthritis, understandably so, are dependent on the educational status of the patients. And some previous studies have shown that a higher education status was associated with a lower risk for rheumatoid arthritis, which was partially explained by the effect of education on the smoking exposure in the body mass index. Could you explain in greater detail where this association stands today and what led you to this study? That's a good question. Uh, Just a brief summary on the pathophysiology of rheumatoid arthritis, RA, to start with. So RA is a systemic autoimmune disease of which we don't know exactly how it is caused. Um, However, there are genetic and environmental factors that are uh, considered to be contributing to RA development. And uh, educational attainment is uh, is a factor that has been studied more often. And it means the highest completed grade of an individual. It's important to mention that educational attainment is used as a proxy for socioeconomic status. And of course, there's more in socioeconomic status than only educational attainment. But educational attainment gives an approximation of an individual's socioeconomic status and is indeed an established proxy. So if we go back to the pathophysiology of RA, you can consider educational attainment or Uh, socioeconomic status and environmental factor that we study. So uh, if we look at studies on educational attainment in rheumatoid arthritis, we see that rheumatoid arthritis is not equally distributed among people and that RA is more prevalent among people with a lower educational attainment. And furthermore, we see that RA patients with a low educational attainment have a higher disease activity. And then uh, to think about socioeconomic status more precisely, indeed factors such as smoking and body mass index are factors that are 
considered to be associated with both lower socioeconomic status and a higher chance on RA development. However, there are also other biological factors uh, that are associated with both socioeconomic status and RA risk. And you can think about factors such as physical workload, air pollution, uh, dietary intake of fatty acids, and there's a lot of studies going on about these things also. And to make the story a bit more complex, but more complete, there are also not non-biological factors that are associated with the lower socioeconomic status and RA risk. And think about factors such as health literacy. As such, I think it's very interesting to see that the theoretical framework of RA is becoming more extended to understand the disease and its outcomes more holistically and thoroughly. And our study, contributes to the understanding of RA by studying socioeconomic status or educational attainment in the pre-arthritis phase of RA and by studying subclinical joint inflammation. That's very interesting indeed. You've taken educational status as a proxy for the socioeconomic status and gone one step further in finding out whether it has any influence in the progression of clinically suspect arthralgia to arthritis. That's amazing. So uh, you included patients from the Leiden clinically suspect arthralgia cohort. So Elise, uh, could you describe this cohort for our audience? So the Leiden cohort, the Leiden CSA cohort, is an exception cohort uh, in which we include patients with arthralgia of the small joints that have uh, less than one year of complaints. And the patients have to have pain that is considered suspicious for progression to RA and in which we cannot explain the arthralgia by another disease or condition. Uh, so the Leiden CZ cohort already exists since 2012 and is still running. Uh, for the validation cohort, we used the CZ cohort of Rotterdam. And this cohort is actually um, exactly the same. So the same parameters, same outcomes. So the difference between these two cohorts is that in Leiden, uh, we, we always make an MRI baseline and in Rotterdam, we uh, make an ultrasound. Indeed, one of the most famous and well-researched cohorts, patients with early arthritis, and it has helped us a great deal in studying the progression and biology of arthralgia to undifferentiated arthritis. So uh, you all have stratified the education attainment into low, intermediate, and high based on the Dutch educational system. Elise, could you translate these into years of schooling or age for a better global understanding? Yeah, the Dutch system has uh, yeah, different educational types as compared to other countries, of course. And I think uh, to make it comparable, this is indeed an interesting question. So basically, we based it on the general uh, system in the Netherlands, which is defined by the Central Bureau of the Statistics. We defined in our study that the low education level uh, stands for only primary education or lower vocational education. And I think that's equal to education from uh, the age of five until a maximum of 12 years old when uh, the patient only uh, finished the primary education or until 16 years when finishing the lower vocational education. Then the other group, the, the high education group, are people that finished university or University of Applied Sciences. And I think that's more or less equal to uh, being educated until the age of at least uh, 22. And the intermediate education group is uh, actually everything in between those two groups. Right. I'm sure that that makes it easier for our global audience to have a perspective. 
The design of the study is pretty straightforward. Uh, you've longitudinally followed up patients with clinically suspect arthralgia for two years for the development of inflammatory arthritis and uh, looked at the influence of education on it. And additionally, you've also uh, done MRIs to look for subclinical inflammation. So is there anything I'm missing in the design of the study? Thank you. Yeah, that's a good summary indeed. So we studied whether there's an association between educational attainment according to the three levels Elisa just explained and arthritis development. And we studied that with Cox uh, regression analysis. And we additionally performed the same analysis while adding smoking status and body mass index. This analysis we validated in the Rotterdam CSA cohort. And for the second objective, uh, we wanted to understand the association between educational attainment and arthritis development better. And we performed mediation analysis with subclinical joint inflammation. And subclinical joint inflammation uh, indeed was defined as the sum of tenosynovitis, synovitis, and osteitis on MRI. And the MRI was performed unilaterally of the hand and foot with contrast enhancement and 1.5 Tesla MRI. The MRIs were scored according to the method described by Ramaris. Thank you so much, Sarah. So Elise, what were the baseline characteristics of the patients included in the study? So for our study, we included 521 CSA patients from the Leiden cohort, and we divided them into three subgroups, namely the low education group, the intermediate education group, and the high educated group. And at baseline, we compared the high with the low educated patients. And uh, if you look at the data from Leiden, we see that patients with the low educational attainment were a little bit older and they had a little bit higher BMI. Also, we uh, saw that there were more smokers in the low educated group. And uh, we also, what is quite interesting, I guess, is that uh, low educated patients had a longer patient delay. And that means that they waited a longer time before they visited their general practitioner. Furthermore, we also found that uh, low educated patients had an elevated CRP co compared to higher educated patients and also we then uh, looked at the MRI results. We saw that uh, higher levels of subclinical joint inflammation were seen in uh, lower educated patients. Yeah, and if we then also yeah, look at the results of the validation cohort, the, the Rotterdam cohort, uh, we actually saw the same uh, results as uh, I described just uh, yet. So amongst the 521 patients, you predominantly had patients with intermediate and high education uh, status, am I right? Yes, that's uh, right. I think the, the smallest group was the low educated patients. Uh, those were only 66 and then uh, 258 in the intermediate group and 197 in the high uh, educated group. Thank you, Elise. So what was the primary outcome of the study pertaining to education and progression to inflammatory arthritis? So we observed that patients with low educational attainment had a twofold increased hazard to develop inflammatory arthritis. And we also saw that this association was independent of current smoking status and body mass index. This finding was validated in the Rotterdam CSA cohort. And as for the second research question, we observed that the association between low educational attainment and arthritis development was partially mediated by more subclinical joint inflammation on MRI. So I think 
the first objective was an expected result in which you found a greater association between progression to inflammatory arthritis and low educational status. But the, the second objective, wherein you did not find any effect of the influence of PMI and smoking, as well as I think even um, patient delay on the progression to inflammatory arthritis, it was only subclinical inflammation that acted as a mediatory factor. Uh, were you surprised by the findings? Thank you. Interesting question indeed. Let me start with the mediation analysis uh, that we performed and the results of that analysis. So what we do with the mediation analysis, we wanted to understand the association between educational attainment and arthritis development better. So is it, is it the case that low educational attainment leads to more subclinical joint inflammation and then does more subclinical joint inflammation lead to more arthritis development so in other words does subclinical joint inflammation lie in between a low educational attainment and arthritis development that was this analysis about and we saw that indeed this association was partially mediated by uh, subclinical joint inflammation so the increased hazard of arthritis development partially goes via more subclinical joint inflammation. And then, of course, the important question arises on what are factors that drive this association more specifically, so between socioeconomic status and subclinical joint inflammation also. We saw that body mass index and smoking status were not the factors that drove this association. So, yeah, it is interesting to think about it. Deductively, you think you can speculate that there are factors that we did not study, that we could not study in this study. So things that I mentioned, for example, in the introduction is physical workload uh, involved in this association, diet, um, air pollution. These factors we could not study, unfortunately. And also you can speculate on that there's maybe a potential interplay between all these factors and also that we could not capture separately, but we we have captured them as a whole by studying educational attainment and using it as a proxy for socioeconomic status. But indeed, this study piques our interest on what factors specifically uh, drove this association. And it would be very interesting to study this in more detail in the future. Thank you so much, Sarah. So summarizing the results, uh, taking education as a surrogate for socioeconomic status, you found that it does have a bearing on the progression of clinically suspect arthralgia to arthritis without the influence of smoking, BMI, and patient delay. Am I right? Yes, you are. Do you have any plans about uh, studying the other factors which you mentioned in the future? I think it's very interesting indeed to study it. Uh, and with our study, we contribute to our knowledge on risk factors during the earliest phases of RA development. But I think... And I'd like to emphasize that again, that, uh, that studies on socioeconomic status and RA development are complex uh, because the association is also multifactorial. And the complexity lies in two things, I think. Uh, so first, capturing all involved factors completely and correctly, of course. And second, the, as I said, most probably there are interaction between all these factors and they could maybe together lead to multiple hits during RA development. And capturing all these factors and interplay is challenging, but very interesting for future research and also important for our understanding of RA development. And this mainly because this knowledge could provide clues for us to 
uh, with the ultimate goal of interventions targeting the underlying processes uh, during RA development. A different conclusion I want to draw your attention also to, I think that is an important uh, conclusion we draw and it has a more a societal context. Um, and I think this conclusion is also meaningful for our role as a health promoter and because our study shows uh, evident risks that are related to health disparities and, and they definitely support uh, putting societal inequalities on the public health agenda. The last conclusion that you mentioned has a very relevant uh, place in the world of rheumatology today especially because uh, treating RA is still, you know, with the availability of so many options of drugs, it's becoming easier. But moving backwards and preventing the disease should be the goal now and creating more awareness, especially amongst people of the low socioeconomic status, I think is the key. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Sarah and Elise, for discussing your viewpoints on the study. I had a lot of fun recording this podcast with you both. Uh, it was delightful having you. And thank you so much to our audience for listening. You can find the full paper online on our journal website. Do refer to it. Thank you for listening to Talking Rheumatology Research, brought to you by BSR. Please do rate, share and subscribe through your favourite podcast app.